the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Holy mackerel is all I can say. The market is a changing. The dollar index reaches a fresh 12-year high, up 3% month to date, up 8.5% quarter to date. The dollar is a rocking and a rolling. Big tech names that we look to to give us guidance, Apple and Google, not really giving us anything upside-oriented. What's working on Wall Street? Utilities. Ooh, that ain't good. Man, when utilities are the place to go and to hide, that tells you, like, hello, widows, hello, orphans, we like you. You can be safe with us. For the record, um, Sam Simon died this week. Sam Simon from The Simpsons. Um, he earned tens of millions of dollars annually off his Simpsons royalties. He had been given three months to live following a cancer diagnosis in 2012. He lasted more than three months. He dedicated his $100 million fortune to charitable causes. Uh, one of them, service dogs, were returning veterans suffering post-traumatic stress disorder, tied towards the hearing impaired. He earned tens of millions of dollars annually from his Simpson royalties. He donated his entire fortune to charity before he died. He said, I got pleasure from it. I love it. I don't feel like it's an obligation. Don't you kind of wish that's where you are? And that's what the show is all about, is getting you to the point where you leave money to children and award to charities. He has no children himself. He was not married. His ex-wife was actress Jennifer Tilly. His quote was, the truth is I have more money than I'm interested in spending. Passed away from cancer. With that said, please note and please acknowledge that uh, this is a show about getting into retirement and getting you there where you can pass and, and be comfortable. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now 
CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, I recently got an email that I want to share with you. It said, I was recently laid off from work. My husband works full-time. We want to save money by doing our own taxes. You can give me a heads up on what information I need so that we can do our own taxes instead of giving our financial advisor $250 for our taxes. $250 really to have somebody do your taxes is not that much these days. Right. So that's that's one thing. And, and realize that one of the advantages of paying somebody else to do your taxes is that if you are audited, it's not you sitting in the room with the IRS. Part of that CPA or enrolled agent's duty is to be there if you're audited to defend what was on the tax return. Okay. They're going to be much better at it than you. So, you know, with that said, with things like TurboTax, it has gotten a lot easier to, ha- to do your own taxes because one of the hardest things is your tax situation becomes more complicated when you invest because you have things like dividends and interest that get reported. Right. And then when you sell something, there's the cost basis issues. And a lot of people didn't know how to report that. Well, laws have changed. We're now going forward. Brokerage firms with funds that were with anything that was purchased past, I think it was 2012, they have to report the cost basis right there on the 1099, which makes it easier for you to get it right into your tax software. Good. And most brokerage firms can actually link to your tax software um, and download all those transactions to fill out your Schedule D and things like that. So it is easier to do it on your own, but again, you've got to say, is 250 bucks, or which is fairly cheap to do your tax return, is is uh, is that worth being able to say, I don't have to sit there if I am audited? I think it, another component we have to talk about is it's just how complex the tax scenario is. Uh, rental properties out of state, um, businesses out of state, K-1 filings. If this is just simple income. If her husband works at IBM and has a W-2, and that's all they have, IRS has a free um, 1040. Yeah, you can, can do that online very simply. A lot of stuff that's free out there. Right. Um, you know, Just Google free tax preparation. Try to find a site that's legitimate, like the IRS.gov, and not like something.com from New Zealand. Like you're not you're <laughs> you're looking not to like get it free like in a wacky way. You're looking to get it free in a cheap way if you have a simple tax return. Right, and yeah, if you do start investing out of state, you've got other states' tax returns to file. If you're doing real estate or you have several properties, you're probably going to want to do an LLC out of Delaware, or Nevada, for example. Um, and also as as the world of investing grows, more money is going to be required to be overseas and in, in international funds. Um, younger people, in my opinion, should have 20% or more, at least in international exposure, minimum. Well, one of the areas that I see some investors get in over their head is limited partnerships. Right. Well, like, and, and then on the, well, even on the international side, yeah. when you're in funds or stocks, foreign taxes end up being withheld on certain dividend payments and things like that, and you get credits back. Uh, and that, those types of things show up on the 1099. The average person doesn't know where to look for that. So, um, and yeah, if people invest in in things that are called master limited partnerships that are just stocks that trade on the exchange. Um, and what they do is transport oil or natural gas. They pay a nice big fat dividend. However, they issue a K-1, which typically comes after you your taxes are due, and they come in May a lot of times. It's nuts. Yeah. And if you invest in too many of those and say inside your IRA, it can cause your IRA to be taxable. So those types of things catch investors off guard, especially now that they're hunting for a yield. You mentioned that $250. I'm speaking with CFP Chad Burton from New Focus Financial. You mentioned that um, doing your own taxes for $250, having a, a guy do your taxes for $250 is cheap. What does a CPA typically make for doing taxes? Well, it's typically more than that. I yeah. mean, it's it's tough. 
most CPAs now are. I think are really just they they want to take the higher net worth and the small business owners because of the competition from things like TurboTax, which makes sense because as a business owner you don't want to be spending your time bookkeeping, doing your taxes. Um, you want to hand that over. It's part of your job as a business owner to be able to outsource the things that you're not good at. That that anything that takes away the time of growing your business you should be outsourcing to a CPA. Do you feel comfortable using a TurboTax, or do you feel comfortable telling some of our audience to use a TurboTax? Um, I definitely feel so comfortable in telling your audience, some of your audience, to use tur- TurboTax. If it's just a W-2 situation, there's not a lot of investment income, um, things to worry about, especially if they're under 250000 and they're not dealing with the new taxes. Um, I have, I've had lots and lots of training in taxes. I still have a CPA do my return and my business's return. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You could also drop him an email, chad at newfocusfinancial.com. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. But again, CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Verizon expects an increase in service cancellations in the first quarter. The price war amongst carriers has calmed a bit, but in 2014, the major carriers made more than 90 price moves compared to 20 of the year before. If you have not called your cell phone provider in the last year and said, what deal can I get? I'm thinking about going to another carrier. You're hurting yourself. Beyonce and Taylor Swift, good to be you. The music industry just made a huge change. It's now releasing all music on the same day. There used to be like this weird stagger, U.S., U.K., Germany rollout. But now they're releasing everything on the same day to cut down on piracy and also to promote more social media. Apple's iWatch is going to be a huge hit in China. Big hit in the U.S.? No one cares. Stocks are sliding as the dollar gains. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Big seminar this Thursday in Walnut Creek on income and retirement. Sign up now. And if you need a free sign-up, drop me an email at rob at robblack.com or sign up at robblack.com. Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? The year is flying by, is it not, my friends? It's March 10th. The dollar index reaches a fresh 12-year high. Good time to go to Europe. If you want a stronger dollar and more bang for your buck. Stock market bounced back somewhat yesterday. Set to roll to the downside today as kind of a process that we're going through. Of, I'm not saying I hate I hate saying this. Like um, we're kind of due for a pullback. Does it happen this time? Ugh. Maybe. I hope. Everything that I see that I follow is lower. Um, 
on the last 10 stocks I've looked up for you, the people, they're basically lower. Except for Abercrombie and Fitch, slightly higher, but they've been just hit. Like Kellogg's, I talked about Tony the Tiger, and they're great lower. Target, we've talked about with uh, some of their issues on profitability. Uh, Southwest Airlines benefiting from airline travel and lower oil and gas costs. Uh, TripAdvisor, someone called up and said, hey, what do you think about that stock? Lower. McDonald's, lower. Alibaba, lower. Costco, lower. Tesla, lower. So it's not a pretty day across the board. I'm seeing a lot of red. And it's normal. And gosh darn it, it's totally acceptable. Are you with me or are you against me on that one? Taking a look at some of the top stories of the day. Uh, the euro pushing towards parity against the dollar. How much the euro is worth versus the dollar. It's, again, a story and it tells you this is why you want to invest in Europe. I hate Europe. I hate the fact... Ever since I've seen Nina in 99 Luftballons, 99 Luftballons, her and her whole red balloon thing, and then it was like 1988, I don't even know the year, and she lifts up her arm, and there's a hairy armpit underneath. I've not liked Europe ever since. Are you with me or are you against me on that one? Like, anyway, this is why you want to invest in Europe. And I hate the Europe. I hate the Euro. I hate the whole thing about it. I love investing in America. I love capitalism. I love the simplicity of it. But this is why you have to sometimes step out of your own shell and invest in Europe. Not because of 99 loof balloons. And if my producer doesn't play 99 loof balloons coming out of break, I'm going to crawl through his microphone and strangle him. So Europe's doing very, very well. Who would have thought? And again, it, it preaches diversity. In a stunning move, the yield on the German boon has dropped just 0.21%. Uh, hello, you're worse than the 10-year treasury in America. Whoa. The boon is now down 12 basis points alone this week. Like... Europe is collapsing. Their 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 currency is so weak, and that should help, 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 help. American tourism, that should help, 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 help their businesses. Uh, I'm more European than I am Chinese right now. I like Asia. No, I don't like Asia. I like India. China's sucking it up. The rest of Asia's struggling. Brazil's sucking it up. Russia's sucking it up. Who's left? Let's do the math. Brazil, Russia, India, and China. India's the last man standing as far as quality of uh, the business goes. But again, that also tells you there's a lot of value in Asia. Some renewed tensions between the Greeks and the Eurogroup finance ministers has simply been an additional thorn in the market side. Qualcomm had an announcement that its board of directors authorized a $15 billion buyback and a 14% increase in their dividend. Qualcomm is lovely. It's kind of like um, 
the worst thing ever to say to a woman. You go out on a date. She dresses up. You dress up. You throw down money on a good restaurant. The conscience there. And at the end of the night, you tell your friend, oh, yeah, she was lovely. Qualcomm doesn't want to be lovely, but they're lovely. You kind of want to be hot and sexy. You want to kind of want to be desired after. You kind of want to be, like, passionate. Qualcomm is lovely. And this is a market that that skews towards lovely, or skews towards, like, don't get me into a lot of trouble. Trust me, I dated a girl named Cindy, Playboy model. She got me into a lot of trouble. She was local in the cocoa. It was trouble everywhere. At one point in time, I dropped her off at the airport for, like, Thanksgiving so she could go see her family. I'm like, we're done. We're finished. We're over. Like, 15 minutes later, we're making out and doing stuff. And it was trouble. It was a problem just through and through and through and through. Like, I should have I should have cut it run. I knew I should have cut it run. I knew that I dropped her off at the airport. Come on, guys. Are you with me against me on this one? I dropped her off the airport, dumped ready to move on, ready to get over it. And she sucked me back in before she left on the flight. It's 130% true. Oh, so I hate Europe. And it's the whole 99 red balloons, Captain Kirk thing going on, and hairy armpits, and you know, the Euro's weak. But that's why I love Europe. The Euro's weak. As an investor sometimes, you have to suck it up, and you have to push forward and say, you know what? I'm okay with this. It could be a stock, and we can call it Qualcomm, where it gets so cheap that it becomes lovely. It could be a stock, and it could be Microsoft, where... Remember the girl I dropped off at the airport? Well, the girlfriend before her had a uh, a license plate that said MSFTSUX. It said Microsoft sucks. And... uh, this is really bad of me to admit on air, but I'll go ahead and say it. But her husband, who she was leaving at the time, had, had, a, had a license plate that said AOL SUX. AOL sucks, Microsoft sucks. You get the whole idea. At some point in time, you have to like these companies if you hate them on valuations basis. Same thing's going on with Europe. You know, at the end of this year, I'm going to go, woohoo, I had a good year. And part of that's going to be because I own European stocks. Part of it's because I own a hedge against the weaker dollar. I'm not sure that hedge is going to last all year longer, and I'm not sure European stocks are going to last all year longer. But right now, it is. It's more attractive than not. Hey, big seminar coming up Thursday night in Walnut Creek. It's on income investing in retirement and diversifying. You can find it online at robblack.com this Thursday evening, 6.39 at robblack.com. You can drive all night looking for the answers in the pouring rain. You wanna find peace of mind? 
Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Each and every morning I start my research on what am I going to talk about at briefing.com. Page one's very own Patrick O'Hare. How are you, Mr. O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist uh, with briefing.com? How are you? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thanks. So, reading page one, it, it's like we've read this before. Rising dollar, rising angst. The rising dollar is a nice story if you're planning a vacation to Europe this summer. Um, other than that, uh, it's a great story if you want to invest in Europe. Is that fair to say, or am I off base there? Yeah, no, I I, um, I think that um, it's more a, a <coughs> excuse me, it's a better case if you're <coughs> a European wanting to invest in the U.S. Um, but it certainly is uh, going to bode well for for tourism there, as uh, you know, from the U.S. going over there, uh, as you mentioned. But uh, but it's an interesting um, <clears throat> or a perplexing issue right now for the market, right? Um, you hear a mm-hmm. lot of talk about how we should be cheering a rising dollar, a stronger dollar. You know, it's a reflection of uh, faith in the U.S. economic outlook, and that may not be. So much the case as it is just a reflection of uh, an awareness of interest rate differentials right now, uh, and it, it can have this perverse effect of basically weighing on the stock market uh, through uh, reduced earnings prospects for U.S. multinational companies, um, and and that's becoming a, a, a real factor here. And we think that that's why the market's looking upset, notwithstanding you know all of the um, academic uh, arguments, if you will, about how stronger dollars should be, you know, should be cheered here. Oh. It's so odd to try to explain this to the average person. And you are a super smart person in the world of business and finance. And I'm okay, but I'm under your, sh- I'm in your shadow. Trying to explain to people, like, yeah, the stronger dollar changes things, or the higher interest rate on the 10-year treasury changes things. And as investors, we have to be cognizant of that. Um, which one do you think is a bigger story, the stronger dollar or the high, or maybe they go hand-in-hand hand, or the higher interest rate on the 10-year treasury? Yeah, well, they will go hand-in-hand, hand, but I think for most people, I mean, higher interest rates are, are what are going to resonate uh, more because okay. uh, uh, a lot of, you know, consumer debt is, uh, you know, is, is – Variable debt, variable rate debt, um, and so to the extent that uh, interest rates go up, market rates, uh, um, you know, you could potentially then see higher uh, mortgage rates, which make it less affordable to get into a home. Or certainly, if you you know have an adjustable rate mortgage that's setting to uh, that's ready to adjust, rates go up, so your your monthly uh, outlay goes up as well, and that can. Uh, you know, detract from some of your disposable income. Um, a lot of credit cards are tied to, you know, the prime rate. And so when the Fed raises uh, the Fed funds rate, you know, your your uh, interest costs for your, your credit cards are going to go up too. And again, you'll end up paying more in terms of your monthly minimum payments. And so so those are things that I think, you know, tend to connect more with with most people as opposed to saying, you know, hey, the strong dollar is good, or, you know, or it's not good or, you know, stuff like that, because um, that doesn't compute so much, certainly in terms of market speak, because as we discuss it today, 
we, you know, draw in the connection that the stronger dollar, uh, you know, makes U.S.-made goods more expensive overseas and that detracts from trade. And then uh, at the same time, it makes uh, those profits earned overseas worth less when they're repatriated back home. And and so that's, you know, that's the issue that's in front of the market right now. And it is tough to get your mind around it. Um, but probably the, the real connection, uh, as you led with at the top of the interview for, for you know, uh, normal people, if you will, um, is if they're going to be traveling abroad, you know, and they'll see that the, the benefits of that stronger dollar. But uh, as of right now, um, you know, you kind of have this uh, two-lane highway, and it's not, uh, you know, people don't travel at the same rate of speed in terms of how they're thinking about the dollar right now and, and, uh, and the impact of rising interest rates uh, and how the, you know, how there's a correlation there that, you know, higher rates in the U.S. should should have should lead to further dollar strength. I would say buried in your page one column at briefing.com is a mention of Qualcomm. You have the regular talks about Greece. You have the regular talks about the mm-hmm. Germany and Asia, but Qualcomm shares higher based on a buyback mm-hmm. and increasing their dividend. Does that go away in your guesstimate? in the year, two years ahead, when the treasury is more expensive, when borrowed money, are these buybacks artificial with a low cost of money? Or are they well, good because of capitalism? Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> um, in terms of, you know, you know what Qualcomm has said, they're going to the public debt markets to help finance this capital return program. And uh, they have a $15 billion share buyback authorization, $10 billion of which they expect to complete over the next 12 months. So, um, you know, they'll have their, you know, their financing in place, uh, you know, certainly, you know, by then. And so they'll have already captured these lower rates to help complete, you know, that mission, uh, if you will. So, uh, but in a broader sense, as interest rates do go up and we've seen, you know, U.S. companies take full advantage of the low interest rates to, to finance, you know, large share buyback programs or capital return programs, uh, through the debt market, and that will taper off as uh, interest costs go up. So, um, you know, it's been a real strong source of support here for the broader market uh, in terms of, you know, the earnings per share growth factor that um, uh, continues to remain positive, uh, even though you've had some pretty weak sales growth uh, over the last several years. Um, you're still getting, you know, bottom-line growth uh, that's helped along by way of, you uh, uh, these share buyback programs, and so you're likely to see uh, some of those buyback programs taper off, or at least the announcements of those really large buyback programs as interest rates head up. Uh, and consequently, you're probably also going to see uh, some slowdown in terms of earnings per share growth uh, when that happens. I try to trivialize things so that people understand. I'll say things like I like some guys like blondes, some guys like brunettes. I like buybacks and dividend increases. Those are the two things that attract me to stocks, buybacks and dividend increases. I try to keep it simple. Otherwise, I invest in diversified indexes. Um, what's your thoughts on the buybacks and dividend increases that we've seen in the past six years? I mean, this bull market now just turned six years old, and it doesn't feel like it's on the back of a strong capitalistic market. It feels like it's on the back of a recovering economy slash buybacks and dividend increases through mm-hmm. cheap money. Um, it's a... 
it's a, it's a, been a great six years. Happy birthday to the bull market. Any thoughts? Yeah, you know, well, what uh, coming out of the financial crisis, you know, and what the Federal Reserve did did a, you know allow for U.S. companies to effectively repair balance sheets and to um, you know basically. Uh, uh, turn into, you know, these robust, really robust, you know, financial companies. Um, they took full advantage of those low interest rates. And and shareholders have been rewarded as a result. Um, you know, they've had the, uh, these companies have had the opportunity to buy back shares and to raise their dividends um, because they, you know, they're, they've had, you know, some really nice cash flow growth uh, because, you know, a number of companies aren't necessarily, you know, making the capital investments uh, by way of expanding facilities and, you know, picking up new equipment and things like that. Instead, they're, you know, um, they're going down the road of uh, capital uh, returns. Um, and so, um, so it certainly has benefited shareholders, and, and that's okay. I think one thing shareholders need to be cognizant of, though, is, um, you know, companies – need to be investing for for growth when the opportunity is there um, and you know there might be some companies um, I'm not able to name names right now frankly but there might be some companies that you know are behind that curve and um, and it could come back to bite them later um, uh, by way of increased competition if they aren't making those uh, capital investment uh, now uh, if they have the opportunity and can get a decent return on that capital and instead are just going down the road of, you know, buying back stock and, and raising dividends. It makes shareholders feel really good in the here and now, but, you know, several years down the road, it might not be such a great thing. So let's speak about the Fed Open Market Committee meeting. And is the Fed backed up in a corner at this point in time based on the jobs data? It, the jobs data seems to be improving unemployment, and they've said, hey, we're going to raise interest rates when this looks better and it looks better do you think we see an interest rate hike this year and will it affect the market uh i do think you'll you'll see an interest rate hike i don't think we'll get one in june i think it'll be more in the uh back end of the year probably in the you know fourth quarter possibly in september um but i from a lot of the signaling from the fed uh from these fed presidents in particular it seems like uh, they're really desperate and anxious to get off the zero bound, and they're finding ways to rationalize that, you know, that move. Um, you know, we've heard all along how the Fed is data dependent, and I think one of the key things in looking at the employment report on Friday, where you saw the strong increase in non-farm payrolls and the very weak 0.1 percent increase in average hourly earnings. Uh, you know, I hearken back to what Fed Chair Yellen said at her recent semi-annual testimony when she was asked, Wrap it up. do you see, see any inflation coming? She says, nothing in my available indicators, but the Fed has to be forward-looking. Thank you very much. That's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, the best source to start your morning research on Wall Street, Briefing.com, and Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst. I'm Rob Black.
Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I do a radio show and a television show. And I draw on years of experience of investing to try to share with you some thoughts and insights. There's times where I'm terribly, terribly embarrassed to say this. But, like, I do a TV show, or I work on TV on a station that runs Dr. Phil. I'm fitfully embarrassed by that. But most of the people I work with in radio and television I like. But I can also be honest and say I'm fitfully embarrassed. And that's okay. I think it's actually healthy that you can acknowledge some negatives in your life. Have you saved enough for retirement? That's the big question that I keep asking every single day. I've got financial ambitions. My financial ambitions as an 18-year-old man were basically all designed to pursue a good-looking mate-spouse relationship. And then you grow up and you kind of like go, okay, that's stupid. But my financial ambitions as an 18-year-old was like, I want to quit and like not work for the man and sell oranges on the beach when I'm 35. And then you get married and things change. And then you have kids and things change. And like you need to change as your goals change. Some things that you can do to make your life easy and to make your financial ambitions fulfilled is start automatically investing. I've got a really cool thing called a paycheck. And out of my paycheck comes automatic savings. It goes straight into my 401k. Ta-da! Like magic. It's kind of awesome. Out of my paycheck goes money to taxes. Ta-da! I don't have to pay the tax man. It's kind of awesome when it works like that. So try to figure out how to set up an automatic savings transfer. When I was 18 and I didn't have a 401k, I still had money coming out of my bank account and going magically into a mutual fund. Ta-da! Start something called a 30-day list and a one-year list. Whenever you have the urge for a non-essential purchase, write the item down on a 30-day list. It could be a fancy hat. It could be a new phone. It could be a turntable. We're like, I want a turntable because vinyl's coming back. And I'm cool like that. I own nothing that's cool. I don't have collectibles. I've got stocks, bonds, and real estate. I own no fancy hats. At one point in time, I was going to be the kid who wore a top hat. And then I grew up. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever, ever considered. And if you write stuff down that you have to buy in two, three days or two or three weeks, you'll find that sometimes you don't really want it after that. They say that to raise a healthy kid, you want to have him get the la- whatever he wants in the last third. So if all of his schoolmates get an Xbox in the first third, give it a couple of weeks, give it a couple of months, and the next third gets it. By the time it gets to him, he probably doesn't want it anymore. Another shortcut to savings, another shortcut to getting to where you want, is write it down. Let's compare me to you. You're standing there and going, mm, I don't know. And you've got your pockets coming out of your pants and like I, you got no money in them. You don't know how much you're going to save. I have a hard number in my mind. When I was 18 years old, I said I want $1 million by the time I'm 35 so that I can retire. 
That number now is $4 million. And I, I, I have it. I can retire. I have enough to retire on. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I'm good. I could live off what that would amount to of $160,000 a year of income until the day I die if I live to 93 years old. So having a hard number is really important to me. And it should be important to you because it gives you a goal. Consider a money mentor. This is the worst advice I can give and the best advice I can give. Find someone like me who has enough money to retire and copy what they did. Don't listen to a radio show just to listen to a radio show. Don't listen to a radio show to like find the guy who's going to make you millions when you only have a thousand. Find someone who created wealth over time, someone who's successful. It could probably be a relative and say, how did you do it? Don't look for a guru on radio or television that you don't know. I, I don't know if it's fair or not, but I, I think it's smart. Have a board, a whiteboard, a chalkboard, a web page. Have something where you display what you own and what you owe. Your 401k? How about your sugar booger? How about a loving picture of you and your sugar booger? Next to a picture of your home? Next to a student loan that you have? Next to your mortgage? Visually look at your money. The physical makes it real. When I was seven years old, I fell in love with a girl named Elizabeth. Elizabeth Wagner. And I wrote on a tree, RB plus EW. And I put a heart around it. And I showed it to her, and she laughed at me. But at least I did it. I didn't sit there wondering if she was going to love me and wondering if she was the love of my life. Wondering if I didn't tell her that I, if I loved her. Like, I carved her initials in a tree. You need to do the same thing with money. You need to physically see what you're doing. Otherwise, you're just like, I'm going to go home and watch Two and a Half Midnight. And you're like, <laughs> I don't order Domino's Pizza and get fat. Grow up. Have a vision. Write it down. I'm Rob Black. Got a big event coming up Thursday evening. Boy, that's going to be a fun one. 6.30 to 9 at the Marriott in Walnut Creek. It's income in retirement. It's a way of supporting me. It's a way of supporting you. You need to learn what income in retirement looks like. This is a full-fledged event. You'll learn something. Sign up at robblack.com this Thursday in Walnut Creek. Sign up at robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.